welcome to the Rockaway Creates Connection podcast. Are you ready to embark on a journey that celebrates the power of creativity, community, and transformation? We are thrilled to introduce you to the heart and soul of Rockaway Beach through our community stories. Brought to you by Rockaway Creates, a nonprofit dedicated to the peninsula and its people. Nestled on the shores of the Atlantic, we are New Yorkers coming to you from Rockaway Beach, Queens. Each episode will take you on an exploration of its remarkable community, delving into the lives and stories of local artists, entrepreneurs, activists, and visionaries who breathe life into our beloved neighborhood. Whether you're a longtime local or just down for the day, this podcast promises to be a source of insight, secrets, and connection. So get ready to be inspired, and you can go to rockawaycreates.org to learn more about us and how you can get involved. And if you like this podcast, please like it, binge it, and share it with your friends. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rockway Creates Connection podcast. This month, our theme is waves, and we have two guests. Both are making waves in Rockway with their art and entrepreneurship. And first, we will interview Jenna. Jenna Chambers is the founder and CEO at Pandora's Pops. Pandora's Pops are delicious, organic, magic lollipops with essential oils, herbs, superfoods, and sparkly minerals. Her aphrodisiac pops are most popular, shared at fun events and weddings since 2012. Pandora's pops and candies are vegan and free of corn syrup, artificial flavorings and colorings, gluten, and GMOs. When she is not helping people cure their hot flashes with a special cooling pop, she is watching people's pups. An avid pet sitter, Jenna watches dogs and cats with special needs. Welcome, Jenna. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank Welcome. you. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here, too. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you um, how did you come to be in Rockaway? Well, let's see. I, well, I grew up at the beach in Maryland and near Ocean City. And so the ocean was was and always will be home to me. And everywhere I've ever lived, I've either needed to be on a coast or if I were landlocked for some period of time was just craving it. And I, you know, decided a long time ago, it's non-negotiable, have to be on a coast, um, mm -hmm. ideally at the ocean, although that's not always easy to manage. And I had lived in Manhattan for 14 years in the East Village when last April I needed to, there was a whole decision with my lease and, you know, life and needed to decide where to move. And the idea of Rockaway came into, into uh, my awareness basically at that time. And so I moved in April of last year. Wow. Had you been to Rockaway before? And what, what was it that drew you to Rockaway? This is a, it's crazy. Um, when I first moved to New York at like 15 years ago, I heard about Rockaway from my ex-boyfriend at the time's parents. They were and continue to be surfers coming to Rockaway often. And they, they lived in Manhattan and they surfed in Rockaway and they just loved it. And so um, that was the first time I heard about it, but I actually, just because of life and being 
busy with everything else. Uh, didn't visit, didn't even, it wasn't even considered, like it seemed too far away to even get. I'm not much of a commuter, so I never really visited. Um, and then, like I said, when it was time to decide where to, when to move or where to move and all this, the beach, I, it had always kind of been in the back of my mind. What is Rockaway? Not quite sure. And somehow, um, it, it, I don't know, it just, like I said, came forward and I was making a decision to move with a, a partner at the time who also had grown up at the beach, um, this time Los Angeles. So we both had an affinity for the ocean and we were talking about it and we're like, let's check it out. I don't know, why not? So we came and actually looked at our first uh, apartment and, and, and then we came and looked at a second apartment and that's the one we signed a lease for. So it was this somewhat fast and, um, you know, wild decision, long story short, that um, when after the lease was signed, my friend reminded me, oh, we did go to Rockaway uh, last summer. I took <laughs> you there for 4th of July. Uh, so she had taken me to uh, Reese, Reese Beach for a few hours, at, you know, dr driving. And I was just like, oh, somehow it just didn't land that I was even in Rockaway and what is it? So anyway, it, it was, it was the, I feel like the ocean just called me like it always does. And mm. Suddenly, I was there very quickly, unexpectedly, you know, because New York rental situations happen in, in especially these days really fast. Yeah. So you are a more recent addition to Rockaway. What what do you say that you have really discovered about it or fallen in love with? Um, you know what? I think something about love is the feeling of that there's a whole other frontier that you've only just begun to explore and there's so much more to come and who knows what is even going to be there. And the thing that I still barely know about and I've just sort of kept not I'm not sure is the surf culture of Rockaway. And like I said, that's how I first heard about it. And I still I'm not a surfer. I've never done it. I'm accident i'm afraid of accidents like i'm just like i, I don't want to I, I i respect surfers i think it's a it's an incredible lifestyle art form uh way of being the ocean and all of its glory but um anyway so i think surf culture is i could i'm i have a crush on surf culture at least i'm maybe saying i'm in love with it is a bit much but i think it's really interesting and cool um and it's a classic aspect of Rockaway. It's timeless, and that's wonderful. And I have met a, a number of surfers, you know, during my time there, and had in, really magical interactions. I've been, for example, walking dogs on the beach, um, and which is something I often do. It's part of my lifestyle. I feel safe walking the dog on the beach. Not not during the not illegally, not during the time when the dogs aren't allowed on the beach. I'm talking about more in the winter. Um, Let's get that clear. In case the NYPD is watching. I yeah. He's getting in trouble here. No. <laughs> All above board. There are times when dogs are allowed on the beach. <laughs> only following rules here but when i have been following the rules and bringing the dogs during the dog friendly hours 
um, I have had these like magical interactions with surfers who are just, you know, walking by or, you know, picking up trash or, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talk about the waves. So that kind of thing has been part of my, my, the magical moments of Rockaway. So I think surf culture is really, uh, wonderful about Rockaway. I also, honestly, I think this group is pretty amazing, um, to be, to just, I'm not even, yeah, I'm not saying it just cause we're on this podcast, although it's, it's nice that I get to say a nice thing about the group. Um, I've, but I, I've heard you, I've heard you say it several times, not on screen. So I, <laughs> I know it's true. Yeah. I think Rockaway Creates is is uh, is incredibly special, and I wish that. Um, I mean, I've lived in a lot of places, you know, like California, Asheville, North Carolina, um, Boston, Copenhagen, Washington D.C. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I grew up in Maryland. I'm probably missing a couple places, but I've never actually been part of a group of this sort. Um, an official group of this sort, you know, I very much consider my larger friend network to be creatives and artists and entrepreneurs, but I haven't officially been a member of a group like this. So it's been uh, really cool. I only just discovered Rockway Creates in um, the end of October after I'd been in Rockaway, you know, not actually, because I guess what I'm coming around to is at first I, I really didn't find or engage with the creative community of Rockaway. It wasn't obvious to me where 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 my allied, my, my similar minded people were. Um, and so some a, a friend of mine had in, at, who lived in Brooklyn, not even Rockaway, said there's this group called Rockaway Creates. I have you heard of it? Like, I think maybe you'd enjoy a meeting. And she in, encouraged me to come to the the day, the day of the dead uh, mm-hmm. meeting where we yeah. all came mm-hmm. and dressed with our face paint and, you know, or what, whatever we were doing to express uh, Dia de los Muertes. Uh, and that, so I got to show up with an incognito almost. And immediately <laughs> the second walking in the door to the house, um, it was Carolyn's house, I think. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very artful, soulful, magical, and everyone was like, it was a potluck and everyone was sharing mm-hmm. uh, their authentic wishes for what they want want to do with their creativity, their art form, their business, uh, you know, vulnerably sharing and, and speaking from the heart. And it was just wonderful to just walk into a house with pe- a whole bunch of people who some of them know each other well, and some are just meeting for the very first time and feeling free and comfortable to um, speak not scripted at all. You yeah. know, what might come off of just off the top of your head and heart in a, a, based on a prompt. So I feel like the group just is very, uh, I appreciate the structure that you guys have created in the meetings, like, you know, so that there's uh, just enough of a like container so that we know what the, you know, how much time we have to speak or whatever. And then I've just, I've really appreciated the monthly opportunity to sit with new people and some familiar people and say, this is what's happening this month. And it's completely different each time um, for, for me and for everyone else. And so it's, 
it's wonderful. Oh, another thing I love about Rockaway is their brewery. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I like beer, but I'm not even like a beer enthusiast normally, but I've, I have had so many wonderful experiences at the brewery um, based with the community, again, creative community, because I've become part of the um, artisan market circuit, for example, which is a monthly monthly market where, where local vendors and local creatives are selling their wares. And so people are coming through and experiencing that. Um, and I love the outdoor cinema. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love the opportunity to sit outside in the, you know, under the air. And sometimes like last fall, uh, we went it for the, the festival, the film festival, and it was outright freezing and going back to the car to get it like a down comforter and whatever, but still loved it. Just, you know, the idea of you're sitting outside with like a raccoon jumping up uh, <laughs> around on the things and the stars are doing their thing and the wind is blowing here and then you're seeing the, whatever's happening on the, on the screen. I just, I think it's fantastic. So um, the, the film, the film culture, that I also barely know, I only know a little bit about. And I got to watch Beck's fabulous film through Rockaway Creates in one of the meetings. And so that's like a, a, a tie into how all this is kind of coming together is um, her, she's got to, I mean, everybody should watch The Knot. It's, it's fascinating. And, um, you know, there's the Barbie version of, a female-oriented uh, exploration of gender, you know, how, what's going on here. And then there's an, a, an entirely other, like, kind of deeper and richer and maybe a little less uh, hoofy and pink version, <laughs> which back is... Would that be the knot? Is that the knot you're referring to? Yeah. yeah. I, did I not say the name of it or... I meant to. Oh, no, um, I think you did. I just wanted to. Yeah, yeah. you did. You did. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, I I remember meeting you at that meeting, uh, Dia de los Muertos, and I think that that was probably one of our first meetings as Rockaway Creates. Yeah, it was around there. It was around the one, yeah, one of the first meetings that. where we transitioned into Rockaway Creates. And I remember meeting you, and I remember saying, I need a Pandora's Pop. I need, I have yet to try a Pandora's pop. I'm a little baffled as to why, but we'll have that conversation. Um, so <laughs> let's talk a little bit about that, about Pandora's pop and, and how that came about and what the, uh, the inspiration was for Pandora's pop. Um, well, that is, it starts with my family. I, I come from a long line of confectioners, bakers, uh, candy makers, people who like to make massive amounts of treats for the public um, and beloveds, people that, you know, that are, we want to celebrate. My great grandfather had a bakery, a lot, actually many bakeries. He would, he and my great grandmother would, would buy a bakery that was having trouble somewhere in the world and fix it up and then sell it and move to another place. And do that and and part of their arc and his father's arc he also was a baker confectioner they were ended up here in in new york city not that far from where i am right now and actually had a confectionery school a school that was teaching 
people how to make European um, spun sugar flowers, for example. That was his actual Ooh. specialty. He could make these art, very artistic, beautiful things out of sugar that I, I, I mean, I make things out of molds. He was like fashioning things with his hands and doing this extraordinary wizardry. Wizard, wizardry. Um, anyway, long story short, he, I, I, I knew all my great grandparents growing up and he was my greatest, uh, he was, I mean, well, favorite is a tough word, but he was the one that I felt the most connected to as a child. He would take me on these long walks. He had this sense of wonder about him, um, even at the end of his life that he was sharing with me. And I found him so inspiring that, and I didn't even think about this until a couple of years ago, I was at a national candy expo talking about how much he inspired me. And I remembered that I actually, as a child would, when I would leave him, his and my great grandmother's house, whenever we visit, before I'd leave, I would go back into the house and take a deep breath and catch it because I wanted to be able to remember the experience, like I would now call it energy. I, but now I'll call it energy, but at the time I didn't even know what I was doing. I just was, I want to want to get this in me so mm -hmm. that I have it with me later. I, I, I don't know how to explain whatever called me to do that. And I, like I said, I had forgotten about that actual literal inspiration breath that happened because inspiration is breath, you know, um, but he, that sense of wonder is, is actually what I think is actually most important about candy. It's mm. not so much the sugar fix. In fact, a lot of my candies are sugar-free. Um, like these, all these jewels are, um, they're all natural without sugar. Uh, so it's not, it's, it's more about the idea of having a treat and something that is, uh, you know, like a little extra. It's not you know, of course we all need to eat salads and all the things that are healthy and, you know, for our baseline, but something a little extra and candy in particular can have this in cakes, all kinds of desserts, but you can have a sense of wonder about it where you see a thing and you're like, is that, I mean, I just saw something on Instagram the other day. It was a cake that looked like a giant strawberry and they showed how it was made. And I was just like, I'm in a state of wonder watching this and I see children in a field eating the cake or at least like playing with it before eating. There's just this like, I had the same thing about seahorses as a kid watching my parents have them in a tank. Again, I'm a water person from um, childhood and they had seahorses and I would watch them and I'd think, is that a horse or is it a fish? Mm. <laughs> And also, is it prehistoric? Because that thing looks like it has been around forever, like some kind of dinosaur thing. No, it's actually here now. You know, like I remember having a relationship with the seahorses and feeling like these things are, um, you know, mystical, mythical creatures. And they're also here in real life right now. How wonderful is that? And they're also going through health, like, you know, they would get sick and they would turn white and then they would get together and kind of link their tails and have show show uh, compassion to each other and care. And anyway, it's a bit of a tangent about the seahorses, but the idea of wonder. 
it's funny that, uh, sorry to interrupt, it's actually funny that you mentioned seahorses because uh, I'm a scuba diver and there is scuba diving by Beach 8 and people have seen seahorses down there. And awesome. so we are in Rockaway and so it makes so much sense that like you were brought to Rockaway and you love, you know, you have this association with seahorses and you and you're still around seahorses now, but I, I'm sorry that I interrupted. Um, continue, because no, I, I absolutely love this. Yes, like treats are mystical and magical and whimsical and they bring in your attention. Yes, and when you're around something that captures your sense of wonder about one thing, you're more open to the idea that something else might be wonderful in the next moment. Or there might, you know, uh, it opens up your mind, essentially, and and it reminds you that you don't actually know everything already, you know, like you don't have everything's not as like as obvious and tangible and um, been there, done that as, and I think that that is also just part of what it brings freshness into your way of life and being and, and being able to connect authentically and in the moment with people, which is another piece about Pandora's Pops I should mention is they have intentions to them. It started out as entirely, all of them aphrodisiac. So they were at the, in the beginning and they still are many, have herbs and essentials like this one is called Romping Rose. And it is it has rose, cardamom and vanilla essential oils, I'm trying to get the screen right. But, um, and so in the beginning, I've been doing this for 11 years, which is, it's a it's a miracle in some ways that it is and i have probably i have many decades more to go on this this is just the beginning of this art form and exploration but a lot of my candy in the beginning was aphrodisiac for your love life so it's intended to um spark some kind of ability to have a connection more of a connection with another person or yourself if you're exploring self-love um, so I, I'll say there's aphrodisiac ones. And then the next one to be created was a calming pop, which has lavender, chamomile, and vanilla. And then there's since been, I mean, there's probably 50 of them. Hi again, Samantha. Hi. <laughs> and now there's, there's way too many. I need to actually hone it in, but, um, I'm explaining, Samantha, that it started with aphrodisiac lollipops. Then I added calming pops, which ties me to how I know and respect you and your work. I have a whole history of being a massage therapist and director of massage school and holistic healing arts and helping people calm down, um, which ties into my work with, with pet services also. Another tangent. But back to this. The aphrodisiac lollipops, calming lollipops. And now I also have sugar-free candies. These are aphrodisiac Amazon cherry jewels. And these are calming crystals that have the same herbs and essential oils, but they are as the calming pop, but they're in the sugar-free form. And then there's a whole bunch of other ones. There's a voice pop for um, before public speaking. I should wow. have had before. I love it. <laughs> you know, I, I see you. Did uh, you take one? <laughs> did you? <laughs> you should have sent one to all of us. 
I know I am guilty as charged. I'm the worst marketer. I am, you know, like I just don't bring, I, when I first started 11 years ago, I was bringing the candy to everything that I did and just mm. engaging with it that way. And at a certain point, it, I mean, well, I haven't had a massage from you either for the record. <laughs> well, you know where I am. Let's do it. You know, you know what Rockaway doesn't have? A really cool candy store. Oh. Mm. Rockaway just doesn't a, have Just that. an idea for the future. Just a thought. And uh, we should definitely talk about those calming pops. Maybe we could carry some here at Nurture You Wellness. Ooh, I don't know. That's great. Conversation really good. Yes. I love this. So, Jenna, how do... Let's say they're not going to go to Samantha's to get the calming pops. How do they get the candy from you? Uh, most of the time people buy online. So okay. you can buy them on the internet. I have a website called pandorospops.com. Pandora's P-O-P-S. Oh, you can see it right here. Pandora's Pops. <laughs> um, and you can also buy them on Etsy, which is one of the ways I started out. It's a great platform for if you're just starting something. Um, there's an Etsy marketplace. And uh, I also often sell at the markets in Rockaway, the artisan markets. Great. Okay. Yeah. And I love that we've just made another connection. And now maybe you can sell at Nurture You Wellness as well. I would love to. It's a beautiful space. We got to do a meeting there a few months ago. Yes, yes, yes. All right, excellent. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank um, you for listening and for getting us together. And I'm, I was so excited to see that I got to be with Beck also. This is wonderful <laughs> hearing. Yeah. Yeah, so great. Let's move over to Beck. Samantha, oh. take us away. All right. Hi, Rebecca. So Hi. let's tell you a little bit about Rebecca. Rebecca, or Beck, I should say. Beck Schwab is a local filmmaker, mother, and artist residing right here in the Rockaway area. She is a seasoned script supervisor with an impressive 14-year career in film and television industry. Ooh, I have a lot to talk to you about. Her expertise as a union script supervisor has led her to work on several New York-based productions, including five Marvel Defenders shows and the last two seasons of the hit series, Power, showcasing her ability to handle high-profile productions with finesse. Beyond her work in script supervision, Beck is a passionate independent film director. Her short film, The Knot, earned her an award for best psychological short, a recognition of her storytelling prowess and artistic vision. Currently, Beck is a whirlwind of creativity, engaging in multiple project, projects simultaneously with an unwavering passion for storytelling and an eye for detail. She's shaping the chilling narrative of a short horror film and delving into the world of documentary film making. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right, back. Yes, this is awesome and quite impressive. Um, I guess my first question for you would be why or how or what drew you to the world of film and television, which we know is a world that right now is suffering. But we'll talk more about that later. 
Um, let's see. Uh, well, I always really enjoyed um, watching films growing up, and I was a little bit of a theatrical child, so I definitely put on my own little skits for my mom. My mom has this video of me. I made, like, a exercise skit, and I'm just pretending to sweat and, like, making all these jokes and it's pretty fun and we got I have to find it at some point but um kind of started with me thinking I wanted to be an actress or a, you know when I was little and turned into more of enjoying behind the scenes stuff and creating mm -hmm. um I know through high school you know it's it's tough being a teenager and often I find myself you know just watching a lot of stuff like Better Off Dead or, you know, mm. these uh, comedies that, or horror films. And it just was a great way to escape, um, wow. whether it be, you know, your peers or yourself or just, you know, just to relax and watch something and just, you know, lose yourself for a little while. Um, and I, I still find it magical, even working in it. Uh, it's still magic to watch stuff today for me. So I didn't lose that part of it, at least. Yeah, so you started at a very young age. You were in, enthralled and excited about yeah. the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Now, what was what would you say is your favorite? I love horror movies, by the way. I love horror films. Oops. What would you say is your favorite? My favorite? If I mean, you could pick one. All-time classic favorite, probably the first Halloween. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That is my favorite. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've, I've always really enjoyed Michael Myers. He's a good one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Awesome. Uh, there's a lot of good newer ones too that I've really enjoyed. Um, I, I love all the Rob Zombie stuff. Anything Rob Zombie. I mean, whether it's his music, movies, anything. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I think he's got. I, at first, I wasn't too into the him taking over the, the Halloween. Um, he redid the first one, and it was very similar to the original first one. And right. I wasn't sure how to take that at first, but I, I really like it. It's kind of like a really nice, you know, nod to the, the director, the genre, the, to Michael Myers, to the mm -hmm. whole series itself. It, and then I enjoyed what he did with his part two um, or his stuff like... Um, House of a Thousand Corpses, I love. Mm. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love horror. I love comedy. Yeah. What they did with Halloween after that, though, was not so great, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, the, the new versions? Yeah. Although I watched it, the, the last one was with Jamie Lee Curtis. So mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, you got to love oh, her. Good. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, The Knot. The Knot. Well, um, the knot, do you mind if I read my <laughs> synopsis? No, absolutely. It's uh, more helpful for me to do that. Um, so the knot is a psychological horror that follows a young woman's journey to reconcile with her own past and ideals. Fighting a breakdown, she realizes she wasted her life striving for the attainment of self-realization while never knowing her true self. Confined to the cage that is her studio apartment, she slowly descends into madness, traversing on the pathway of discovery in a quest to be comfortable in her own skin. In an increasingly obsessive effort, she confronts the persistent ghosts that haunt her to finally face herself alone. 
So it's basically a story about a young woman alone in her apartment, getting stuck in her own head, thinking about the past, what she wanted for herself, what did happen, what didn't happen, and who she's supposed to be. Because there's a lot of pressures, who you're supposed to be as a mother, a woman, um, a feminist, an individual, just a human in general. Um, and she struggles with this. Um, and it's just about boyfriends of the past, her mother, um, and just, you know, finally kind of going inside of herself, being happy in herself, which is kind of the not. And um, you'll have to watch it. Wow. Yeah, so that was my next question. How, how, do I, how, do I, how do I get to watch it or anybody else watching this? How, how... Oh, okay. Well, honestly, right now it's not uh, just on the internet. Um, I have to send it personally to you, but I should put it up. I should put it up and out for anyone to watch. So stay tuned for that. I will put it on YouTube or Vimeo or something. Um, okay. That's the link. But yeah, I'd love to now, see it. If you get in touch with us, uh, I can send you the link and whatnot. Okay, perfect. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. And what was your journey to, well, first of all, I have to say that story is so relatable. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have been that woman at one time or another, maybe even last week. <laughs> So I'm I'm so happy and I and I really like what Jenna said about it as well that this is like a different you know she likened it to to the Barbie movie that has just come out and 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 this is a different version of this idea of a woman coming into her own and and self-realization so I I and and understanding her life um so I really really love that and and I want to know a little bit more about you personally like how, you know, how did you get to Rockaway? What what do you love doing besides film? <laughs> um, Rockaway. Well, um, I like Jenna. I grew up by the water um, in New Haven County, Connecticut, and I just always loved the water. Like I moved to Vermont to Stowe to snowboard for uh, a season and. I ultimately just couldn't stay there much longer. As much as I love snowboarding, I couldn't be so landlocked. I'd rather take the trip out and go to the mountain for a visit and be at the water. Um, it's just a very uh, relaxing place for me. It's more than relaxing. It's just, I feel like I'm not myself if I'm not at the water. You know, it's like a part of me, it feels like. But um, when I moved to New York, um, Oh, gosh, I don't remember what year, 2010 or 11, something around there. Um, but uh, I moved to Astoria initially, and um, after breaking up with my then-boyfriend, moved to Kew Gardens, and then I was in Brooklyn, and then I was back in Astoria, and I finally came to the Rockaways during the pandemic. But prior to moving here um, in the pandemic, I was always all summer at the beach. So... I knew it was there because friends had taken me to the beach there. But honestly, I, had, I didn't realize we had surfing. I didn't realize mm. there was a community and that it was people's permanent home. It's not just the beach. It's not like a getaway. It's, it's a home and a community and a beautiful place to be. And so when my husband and I were trying to figure out where do we live, where do we buy a house, uh, we started looking anywhere by the water. So from 
you know, City Island to, um, well, to the Rockaways. And we ultimately rented in Arvern during the pandemic, which was the best decision I ever made because who wants to be cooped up in the house during the pandemic? So mm-hmm. I was able to be at the beach and be outdoors and be around people, even if we weren't close and we're all wearing masks, we can't really see each other, but it still felt like there was people around. And, um, you know, uh, with the, um, you know, with, without all the events that were happening at the time, there was a lot of gatherings on the boardwalk and just seeing the community come together for everything was, was very beautiful to see as well. And we were being close renting. We continued to look uh, to try to find something to buy in the Rockaways. And we ultimately ended up in Broad Channel, which um, is to me like another part of the Rockaways. It's still very much so a part of the Rockaway community. And um, I spend, honestly, probably spend more time in the Rockaways. <laughs> it has the same zip code, so. It yeah. does. <laughs> same high school, you know. That's it post office, grocery store, you name it. We're the same place, only it's a little island off of the Rockaways. But um, yeah, I just, I love it there. So I pushed to buy a place there. We we bought a place and um, now we're there to stay for good. But yeah, no, I I love it. And then I ended up, um, I don't know where I saw you guys, uh, Rockaway Creates. I don't know where I got the idea of it from, but I saw there was a meeting at um, the Moon Lot. The Moon Lot, right. And I came to the Moon Lot for one meeting and everybody was so welcoming and so nice. And it was such a wonderful, creative little group. And it was a small little meeting that day, but everybody was wonderful. And so I waited for the next one that I could actually attend. And that was the Halloween one where uh, I saw Jenna for the first time. Um, And that was also where I ended up meeting uh, Graham from the New York uh, Dippers Club. Mm -hmm. And so through you guys and New York Dippers Club, I I guess just I've done the dive into the community. And I love it. Yeah, I I, I love it, too. Very much. That's awesome. You know, I, I'm listening to the both of you who are relatively new to the Rockaways. It's it's inspiring. You know, I've been here 17 years, 18 years. I didn't grow up here. And when I first moved here, I was like, what is this place? I'm out of here. But, you know, now I, you can't get me out of here. Now I don't want to go to Manhattan. I don't want to go to Brooklyn. I just want to stay here. And it's such a nice, uh, it, it makes me so happy when I hear your stories and, and how Rockaway creates is now is bringing bringing people like you and like us together um and it's just a whole i i just can only imagine what what else what else is out there for us you know it's great it's a great support yes and i think that rockaway is one of these unique places um where community has a different meaning here like community in rockaway is different than community in any other place that i've been there's such a coming together and such a caring about each other and such a desire for each person to support their, their, you know, their community members. So I think it's, it's something really like, that's my favorite thing about Rockaway. So I'm so happy to see that even people that have only been here for a little while 
I'm saying here as if I'm still in Rockaway. <laughs> <laughs> you're here, you're here. Your I'm here, is here. here. So I will tell you, you will never be able to leave. It does not matter <laughs> where you move, like your heart will remain in Rockaway forever just because of that's how, you know, that's how it feels. It feels so good when you're there and the people feel great. And um, just the community and the support that you get from, from like groups like this, um, it's just incredible. Um, yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons that like, I'll, I'll never, never be able to sell my place in Rockaway and never be able to actually fully leave. Yeah. It is a special place. There's nothing like w being able to walk to work. Like, like I never yeah. thought that was possible. I thought I was going to be chained to the train. Chained to the train. Yeah. Chained to the train. <laughs> You're still chained to the That's all right. You know, when I'm, when I'm working, like right now we have the, uh, the writer's strike. So I'm, um, well, I'm not doing any script supervising work currently uh, because of that. But when I do, um, I do it part-time just because I'm trying to also spend some time with my daughter. Sure. Uh, so I only do anywhere from like, like two to four days a week, uh, but mostly commuting on the train. Yeah. Well, but, that's, so that's one to, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's how are one, you doing with that, Beck? And is there any way that people in Rockaway can support you and the other writers that are on strike? Um, well, uh, I know there's a lot of uh, protests and, and, and pickets and picket lines and whatnot. So I don't know if people want to get involved in that way. Um, but um, honestly, uh, I, I think a lot of people are, are getting some sort of assistance for like temporarily some uh, or are finding other work to mm -hmm. do a little bit because um, it's tough on everybody. I know someone who had to like, I think they had to. Would, how would you word it? Refinance your mortgage. Mm -hmm. uh, right. You know, uh, we've had to dip into our our emergency savings and whatnot. You know, it's it's you know it's it's a long time. I mean, everybody took a hit, obviously, for a couple of years with the pandemic, and not a couple of years, like a year or so, yeah. and then um, now this uh, so quickly when everybody's just starting to rebuild. Um, so yeah, it was, it's it's tough. But How long has this strike been going on now? The writer's strike? I can't remember the couple, date. Yeah, it's a couple of months, though. With April, but my shows were that I was helping out on were ending. Yeah. So um, it just it happened right after they ended. So it just kind of, I didn't get to pick up new work. I ended up just, you know, where I am now. But um, I know my, my husband's show ended up just pushing till the end mm. of the um, is there a light at the end of this tunnel? I think absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm sure they'll come to an agreement eventually. I hope it's sooner. Sooner, yeah. We're all hurting money, but, um, you know, uh, but it's given me the opportunity, honestly, to spend a lot of time with my daughter. And now my husband's getting to spend time with us now that he's, you know, had less work. Um, he can pick up stuff here and there or... Um, Right now, we started working on um, a documentary for for Broad Channel, and so we've just been, you know, getting some B-roll, some interviews, and some stuff like that. Um, nothing that you know requires writers yet. 
Mm-hmm. So we're just getting, um, you know, just little pieces. It's going to be a long project over the course of a year or two anyway, because I want to get a lot of the events um, and things that happen in the, uh, not the Rockaways, the Broad Channel mostly. Um, because, well, you guys will see when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I think it'll be very interesting. And we've been le- working a lot with the Tuberties and... They've been wonderful introducing us to all these people and getting us interviews. And it's uh, amazing. Yeah. Dan Tuberty has a beautiful story, a very beautiful David and Goliath story to tell. And I'm so excited and honored to be telling it for him. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been it's been a great experience so far. And I think it'll be a wonderful way to learn about the history of my island now. And Juliet, my daughter, being a literal broad channel baby you know she's going to be born and raised broad channel baby like rockaway baby i mean because technically first she was a arvern baby but (laughs) you know either way i feel like it's all part of a big beautiful community but um but i've had the time to to jump into that and do a little work on um i have a short uh surf horror ghost story thing i wrote during the pandemic really short like three minute short kind of thing and we haven't had any snow in the winter, so I haven't been able to shoot it yet. Mm. So I'm waiting. Although I'm gonna end up having to get some like a snow know, machine. No, no, <laughs> no, because it's gonna be on the beach. I don't, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna fake snow, and if you spray the fake snow with a little bit of water, it makes it look pretty real. And so I figure if I'm doing like a, I can maybe get some close-ups where the background's obscured anyway, um, and perhaps get some tight B-roll, water, whatever. I, either way, we have to start moving forward with that one because wrote it in the pandemic and it's now two years later, but snow. <laughs> oh, it's supposed to be like a desert of white, spooky black and white kind of feel. So I need it. <laughs> you need it. Need the snow. We'll pray for the snow. Oh. I mean, I feel, I feel bad for everyone else that praying for snow, but <laughs> because snow in the city is kind of, but if you can get it in that first little bit, right when it falls, it's so magical. Yes, yes. And there's nothing prettier than when you have a serious dump of snow on the beach. It just looks, it literally looks like a desert of dunes with white and mm-hmm. it adds to that eeriness, but also a calm. Like it's very, very, very beautiful. But I haven't seen the Rockaway Beach that way yet. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I think we're going to get a lot of it this year. I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Putting it out. There. I'm excited about all of your projects, in particular the one about Broad Channel and the Tuberties and that whole uh, connection, because they do have a wonderful story. Me too. They yeah. Do. Excellent. Yeah. So. Um, is there anything else you'd love to share with the audience about you, about your, you know, the films that you do or how they could reach out to you if they do want a copy of The Knot? Okay. Well, um, I mean, if you want to see stuff I've worked on, you can look up Rebecca Schwab under IMDb. Um, I'm Rebecca Schwab one. Okay. <laughs> um, there is a two. <laughs> there is a two. Wow. Okay. I think it's someone else who potentially tried to make one for me from a movie. But oh, interesting. 
Yeah. But um, <laughs> also, um, The Knot has a Facebook. Um, maybe I'll post. Yeah, I'll put the video on that. That makes much more sense. Um, but The Knot on Facebook. Let's see. I will post it on the, uh, I will put a link to that Facebook page through Rockaway Creates. Just because I'm not like exactly sure how to even tell you what that Facebook page would be called. <laughs> Okay. But I bet if you looked on Facebook and you look up the not short story, um, then you'll find it. There's so apparently there's a lot of shorts called the not. Um, I think the others were probably more relationship wedding. Maybe? Mm. But um, cause there's yeah. also a website called the not, which is for tying the knot. But um yeah, uh, if you look up not short film uh, or psychological short, throw in psychological because that'll probably help you find it. I realize <laughs> okay. I'm not making it very easy, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make it easier. I'll, I'll let you guys find it. But um, yeah, you could look there. Um, yeah, probably it. Or look on my Facebook. Maybe I'll post something or Instagram. And my Instagram is Schwabasaurus Bex. <laughs> Wait, wait, say that again. Schwabba, Schwab. Schwabasaurus. Schwabasaurus, like dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, okay. Like T Rex. T Rex, Bex. Ah, I like it. Okay. Schwabasaurus, Bex. Yeah. All right, excellent. Now, um, unless Gilly, you have another, I wanted to just ask because um, you both have talked so highly of Rockaway and how you love the community. Are there any, businesses or restaurants or any um yeah businesses or restaurants that you want to give a shout out to that you found that were your favorites or yeah. jenna you go <laughs> i have i have to mention because it's well for multiple reasons but the rockaway beach bakery mm -hmm. um they have fabulous ham and cheese croissants oh, yes. <laughs> really just a wonderful vibe and kind of ties back to the surf culture thing I mentioned from the beginning. They have a sign the, the way that they, when they're not open, the, the roller thing comes down and I think it says something like surfs up or whatever. Gone so, surfing. Like, yeah. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. So I love that. And also that's where I first discovered the Rockaway film festival last uh, fall or summer or whatever they they had they had a poster of the dates there so that kind of had a community hub sort of thing that I that I liked um, and I already said the brewery which is where I don't know just sort of let your hair down and have fun community events and with the outdoor cinema and Sarah's wine bar also I I've, I've enjoyed the back the picnic tables in the back and the trees and just the, the the calm calm space back there is nice. Yeah. yeah, I love it there. Just to piggyback on Rockaway Beach Bakery, you know, Tracy also has Rockaway Creamery now, Rockaway Beach Creamery. She makes her own ice cream. What? It is the most incredible <laughs> ice cream you have ever had in your life. And it can be found, I think, at her at her bakery, but also can be found at Coastal Yogurt, which is owned by Sam Friedman. Uh, Coastal wow. Yogurt. Coastal Yogurt? Yeah, I think it's yeah, Coastal think Yogurt. It's yeah, so you could find, she's about, I don't know, 12 different flavors. She, unique flavors. You're not talking about vanilla and chocolate, you know? 
So just want to I believe it. I, throw that I, out. She is fantastic. I, 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 I love it all. Love yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's beautiful, great. Beautiful job. Awesome. What about you, Beck? Um. Well. <clears throat> actually one of the things that made me fall in love with the Rockaways originally was that taco stand by the beach, which is now part of uh, the surf club. But um, those fish tacos are the best tacos like ever life changing. <laughs> but uh, I still like going there for the surf tacos. It's a cool environment too. Um, locals. I love for breakfast. Uh, they, mm. their Sammy and their burrito are awesome. And their chai latte amazing but uh yes the uh the brewery is awesome and they have some awesome music selections um and that awesome cat named pidge and <laughs> the yeah the cinema next door is very cool very cool i did um i showed the knot there at a rockaway uh filmmakers night halloween 2021 i think wow um but yeah, they're very cool. It's a it's an awesome spot. Very cool that it's outside with the little chairs. It's a very cool environment. And um, oh, uh, bungalow bar. I love bungalow bar. I think their food is so yummy, and it's such a pretty spot. Um, and a two-city establishment. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Um, uh, and then over on the the broad channel side, Adrian's just opened up. I, you know, I know it's not on the Rockaway Peninsula, but it's still part of the Rockaway community. And that is a super yummy, awesome place that's new. And, you know, I wish them the best. Awesome. Yeah. Tried going there the other day, knocked on it's, the door, but it's, yeah, no, it's, yeah. Yeah. Got to get in there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you guys. This was awesome. Yes, thank you so much for being on here. I hope that anyone who's watching now or watching this on the replay, make sure to subscribe, share, like, do all of the things and um, support both Jenna and Pandora's Pops and Beck and her films. So please go out. You know, now you have Instagrams. <laughs> They're Instagram handles. Um, and Jenna's, I believe, is Pandora's Pops. I just followed you as well. Um, so reach out to them, go support them, and come come down and enjoy Rockaway. Yes. Bye, everyone. Thank we'll you. Thank you so much. Thank you. See yeah. you soon. See you soon. See you for the kayak.